Welcome to a special edition of Lafayette Lumberjacks. I'm your host, Brian Sherrill. As we are typically accustomed to talking about chopping stuff down, this week, my producers told me that in order to boost ratings, it would be best to take some time and focus on the more advanced end of the spectrum, additive manufacturing. Today we have special guests Andy Sweet Cheeks Hendry and Christian Jebediah Menza here with us to talk about the process and benefits of additive manufacturing. So first, Christian, how does additive manufacturing work anyway? Thank you, Brian. Believe it or not, there are a number of different forms of additive manufacturing. One of the more popular forms these days uses metal to create objects. The process begins with the printing of glue in the desired pattern layer by layer into a tray of fine stainless steel particles. The glue is printed onto a layer of the steel particles and then heated to expedite the drying process. Once one layer is finished, a new layer is applied and printed on. Once all layers are printed, the part is cured in order to strengthen the bonding agent. The part, now in the green state, is airbrushed to remove any excess powder which can be recycled for later use. This green state part is now put under extreme heat in order to remove the binder. Now at about 60% density, it is infiltrated via a bridge with a denser material such as bronze. The infiltration process fills in the spaces such as that the part becomes about 95% dense. After being placed in such extreme heat, it is gradually cooled in a process known as annealing. This reduces the chance of the part becoming brittle and reduces stress. Finally, the part is tumbled and sanded to achieve a smooth finish and look. That is all very interesting, but technicalities aside, what are the benefits of additive manufacturing? The lumber industry has certainly not been chopped away and is as robust as ever. Well, developments over the past few years have caused additive manufacturing to become a more feasible method of production. The list of materials that can be used has grown impressively, now including a range of plastics and metals that can be turned from strips or beads into fully formed products. Additionally, the size of the technology that actively prints desired products has decreased to the point where household three-dimensional printers are sold for reasonable prices. Devices such as Peachy Printer and Cube have made three-dimensional printing from your home a reality, allowing for a consumer to design and print highly detailed products from relatively low-cost materials. While all of this is well and good for the average person, whose designs would most likely stay small, the current capabilities of additive manufacturing are not in line with what is required by mass production. The biggest issue still plaguing additive manufacturing is the speed at which a device can produce an object. Generally, it will take a machine numerous hours just to assemble one object. Metal objects are usually brittle when printed and must go through many more processes before they are stable and strong. Altogether, it can take multiple days for an additive manufacturing device to print a single object. While not ready for an industrial scale, additive manufacturing today is perfect for classroom and home use, so your lumber industry is still safe. That's really fascinating stuff. Thank you, Christian. Now, Andy, your work is more focused on the analysis of additive manufacturing in society. Which areas of society do you see benefiting most? Great to be here, Brian. Additive manufacturing, specifically 3D printing, is used in many fields and has the capability to be used in many more. First is the biomedical field. Tissue scaffolds are structures that support the formation of tissue cells. When a foreign object enters the body, it can be rejected and cause major concerns. Usually, you would have to sample the patient's tissue for tissue formation but the ability to customize a 3D printed scaffold for tissue regeneration allows for individualized treatment 
This is not only a more precise way of making the scaffold, but can actually lessen the chance of problems for the patient. This technology can also be used for surgical preparations. Having a tangible model of the patient's anatomy can be studied before surgery. This will better prepare physicians rather than relying on 3D images acquired by an MRI or CT scan, which are viewed on a flat screen. Having an exact replica of the anatomy allows for medical procedures to be simulated beforehand. Pharmaceutical businesses have facilitated controlled drug release by providing a barrier between tissue and drug. Using powdered drugs, medicine could be released quicker with this technology. Modeling objects are used in education and forensic science fields. Small-scale or big-scale models can be made to educate students. Injuries and crimes can be represented in the forensic science field and can be shown to a victim's relatives without showing disturbing images. Awesome stuff. Thank you, Andy. Well, that is all the time that we have today. Thank you for tuning in. Tune in next week as we take a closer look into which type of wood is most fashionable. We will also take a look into why beards are becoming a lumberjack job requirement in most states. Until next time, this is your host, Brian, hashtag Mr. Warm Flannel Cheryl, wishing you a warm and cozy winter inside your log homes. 